Well, it's a dynamic duo, we'll be back again. Another backup DJ, you better pack it in. You're lacking sense, trying to tangle with us. Scoop of a big black bullies in the back of the bus to smack you. You're stealing your lunch, money to search. Ready to feel like just a touch. Only by the end of the day, that's understandable. What can I say? You got strong man to be. Mind, mind, So, are you are you demanding a trade or am I? <laughs> well, which one of us in this situation is Sean Marks? Like, which one of us is, is KD? Know. Which one of us is? I, th- I think I'm Ben Simmons. I just can't be asked. I'm just turning up for a salary, and I'm just putting in a bit of disinterested and fucking. Oh, my knee hurts. Can't be asked. I'd, j- I'd rather just fuck off and do a Dan Ricardo and, and sit on the beach and update my Instagram and, and count my money than actually go to work. Well, R- Rob Mahoney. Um, you know, was like, hey, the Spurs are well under the salary cap floor. They they need like a big contract so that they don't have to, you know, pay all their players an extra $3 million or something. You know, it's sort of, you know, it, I think it's good for your own players, but it's sort of frowned upon when you can't even <laughs> spend the minimum. And they're like, they could, they could just trade for Ben Simmons, <laughs> fix him, take their time. Like, there's no hurry. I don't. Th- I don't think he wants to be fixed. I, I think he's just. I think, yeah. I think you can chalk that one up to s- the process broke him, just like it broke fucking Norlands Noel and fucking Fultz. <sighs> Fultz. Uh, who was who was the Shirley Temple's guy? Not well, Jabari that was MB. Yeah, but there was also the other guy. Was it Jabari Parker? I'm trying to think. Of, remember, there was another. Nah, guy. Jabari Parker was the box. There was another. There was another. Uh, one yeah, no, he was. Was it Okafor? No, it wasn't. Okafor. Okafor. Yeah, Julie Okafor. Yeah. The body count of the Sam Hinkie's body count is pretty sickening. Well, I don't know if it was just Hinkie. I think Colangelo managed to put a boot in fairly well as well. Yeah, I think by um, them were actually, they were, at least it looked like a, a basketball team instead of a, a stock trading fucking exercise. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, the it has been interesting to hear the. Um, since Kyrie came out literally this morning, which means that we, uh, we're probably glad that we recorded today and not yesterday, uh, came out and d- it says that he's demanding a trade. Um, and, and I'm sure that by tomorrow he'll have basically posted something on Instagram to say, You're just kidding, peace and love, yeah. Bob Marley gif, you know. He's already, well, he actually, he has already posted some sort of Bob Marley gif about, you know, don't, don't let him tell you lies or something like that. I'm like, fucking, okay, why don't you tell us exactly what you're doing then? Instead of fucking talking through agents and then saying that, you know, you're being mis- misrepresented, for fuck's sake. Uh, but it's been interesting to see all of the different um, trades that people are just inventing. Well, there's only really two teams that are desperate enough, aren't there? Yeah, and it's it's the two teams that have one superstar and not a lot of else around them, the Lakers and the Mavericks. Yeah. I did like um, Bontemps was suggesting that the Nets should basically trade all their problems to the Lakers. Just get, send them Kyrie and Ben Simmons. And, and you know, they'll, they'll get back those firsts and everything. But Yeah. And, and at that stage, do Toronto try and do a godfather trade for KD? Like, or is that an off-season thing, do you think? Do you reckon KD just sits out his injury for longer and the season just peters away and my wins pool Look, lead shrinks? What I think happens is that... Uh, they don't find a partner for him in the next week because it's a week till the trade deadline. They don't find a partner. 
he stays on the team, they play out the year, and they yeah. go their separate ways at the end. I think that's much more likely because we've done this dance already in the off season where they couldn't find a fucking trade partner to to take Corey because nobody wants him. No, no one. I mean, this is the thing. He wants to get paid. He wants to get a long term contract. He wants. He wants five years. You're not going to get that. You've proven that you will not play five years. You will fuck off in the middle of them at some point. It's not unreasonable to say we can't trust you to play. The catalyst for this evidently was, you know, they started talking in extension and and they, the Nets were like, two years, we'll, we'll give you a two-year extension at good yeah. money. Like, not it's not like it was an insult. And he's like, no, no, I, I, I'm worth five years. And they just laughed and went, no one's going to give you five years, dude. And he got all offended. And it's like, well- Or his mum, his stepmom got all offended. Like, even even your basket, even your basket case teams like the, the Kangs- aren't basket cases anymore. Who is desperate enough to give him five years? The only team I can think it of- It would need to be- Is Charlotte. Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> exactly. And they've got a point guard. Yeah, and they've got someone. Well, that's the other thing is that even if Mark Cuban was that desperate to- And he's not, he's not desperate and insane the way that- um, some of these NFL owners are not even Vivek because he's he's made a lot of rational, sensible things. And since he shut up about playing five on you know four and five and all that sort of stuff, he hasn't really fucked anything up for an extremely long time. Um, no, he's Mark Cuban's not quite you know not insane enough to do something ridiculous. He's not Todd Todd Bowley, the head, head you know the, the dude who bought Chelsea, like just chucking money at problems to try and make them go away. Just, just basically doing a trolley dash in the in the transfer uh, transfer season, like it's friggin', he's playing sensible soccer ninety six, ninety seven, or something. Um, Mark Cuban, he, he wouldn't be dumb enough to do it. But even if they did, I mean, if you get Kyrie and Luca together, how the fuck does that work for anybody? Who has the ball and who's guarding anybody? I just, I just don't imagine. I, I don't know that we we had the same concerns about. Um, say James Harden and, and Chris Paul together on those Rockets teams, and they eventually figured it out. But I, I don't see Kyrie did play pretty well off ball when Harden was there. When when you know when, when we had that little patch of them rolling with all three of them, and it looked like they yeah. were just going to just be this absolute juggernaut. He did play well off ball. I guess what the Mavericks are desperate for is someone to make sure that the team doesn't crater when Luca's not on the floor. And I, I suppose Kyrie can do that because, you know, Christian Christian Wood's their nominal second best player. Yeah, and but he would probably he, go in that. I mean, they're talking about you know, Christian Wood and Hardaway would have to go. The, the other yeah. thing I, I wonder about in that partnership, which is probably unfair, but a man with Kyrie's political views – How's he's not going to play second fiddle to a white European? No, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> nope. It, it's just there's been quite a few podcasters, Simmons and Zach Lowe, probably the, the the most vocal of the ones I listen to. That every time they say the Nets, they're just like, "Well, we're just waiting for Kyrie to to implode." You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's great that they're having this nice run. It didn't look like it was going to happen. Yeah. It, it, like they they won like eighteen out of twenty one. Two, two days ago, he was like. Everyone's locked into the. Everyone's locked in this season, unlike last season. Two days ago, he was saying that, and then mm. nah. Unless this is just a big setup for the, th- the statement that comes out in a day or two, saying you know, don't believe everything you see in here. You're being lied to. I never requested a mm. trade. You, these aren't the droids you were looking for. Which you know is, I reckon, is, is, is you know fifty fifty chance that that happens. <sighs> just, I just, he just leaves a bad taste in my mouth, and I, I wonder what the like. 
that that's the other thing is that from those all star votes is he's still incredibly popular with the players, and it's just like yeah. when do you guys realize that if you if you get if you have to give up anything in the CBA at all, it's pretty much because of Kyrie Irving. You know, mm. the owners look at Kyrie Irving and go, you know, w- we can all get along and share the money and have a great time unless you want to be like this fuckwit. If you want to be like this fuckwit, then, you know, we'll we'll be a little bit more militant. And uh, I think, you know, players like KD and LeBron, for all their, you know, sort of histronics and whatever, still want to play as many games as they can possibly play. Yeah. Kyrie sort of, you know, I'll rock up when I feel like it and you can pay me a shit ton of money to have that privilege. Um, and I could wreck. See, the, this is what irritates me is, like, he's just a wrecking ball in, what, a hundred people's lives? Like, there's, there's what, probably a hundred, 150 people total that work in the nets from, you know, the front office through to the coaching staff and the and the rest of the players and, and all their associated sort of you know, people yeah. that they hire. And it's just like, this dude's just like, well, fuck you. Fuck you. You know, nine months of your life, I don't really care. I don't care how much you work in the off season or, you know, spend those extra hours doing your job. I'm just, I just don't care. <laughs> I'm just going to do what I want. He really is just like an eight-year-old. Yeah. Just, <laughs> well, that's um, the problem, though, anyway. is a lot of professional sports people are absolute children. Mm. Infantile because they've been, you know, coddled since they were the day that, that they could crawl and do something with a ball. So, yeah. Um, and I, I'm not saying that, you know, the owners are in a better position or the owners are a better, better people or that, you know, because, you know, the, the people who we are paying to see play are the players. So they should earn the money, but you're still going to have respect for the people that you're working with and for. And I don't mean the owners. I mean, as you've said, the fucking trainers and the fucking yeah, the professionals. Staff. Everybody whose livelihood depends on you actually doing the job that you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, and that like goes, you know, that that goes probably even further down to, uh, you know, the people that work in the arena because you know. I mean, but they get paid whether whether they're playing well or not. They get paid. This, this where, I guess, I mean, yeah, like if you're if you're dedicating your life, like if you listen to, um, I mean, Al Harson, you know, and you, you hear about some. The, the stories he tells about being in the front office or Pelton or, you know, any of those guys that were in a front office, um, mm. it, it's it's a grind. It's a real grind. Yeah. It's a lot of hours. You give up a large section of your life um, and they love it, but it just must be so debilitating to go, well, it doesn't really matter what I do. This guy can chuck a, chuck a bit of a tanty and completely, um, you know, wreck the thing. So... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna feel a lot of a lot of sadness for the Nets as an organisation or Joe Sy. No, no. Um, I, I feel. I feel bad for Sean Marks because he has had a fucking smorgasbord, a sushi train of shit sandwiches to to deal with since since he took over and had to fucking patch up the. You know, when they had like negative picks and and were deep in the hole and had salary cap hell for you know years and years and years into the future. He has he has never had a prevailing wind behind him at any stage in his management. Yeah, well, everyone sort of like you know uh, he's been playing he's been playing GM on on the fucking hard mode the, the whole time he's had the control. <laughs> you know, pe- like he's easy to dunk on because of all the shit that's happened and trading Harden for Simmons and trading for Harden in the first in the first place. Well, he's, se- he's seven foot tall. He's he's not that easy. Y- to if dunk you on. gave truth serum to every single GM in the league and said. 
you know, if Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant rocked up to you in free agency and said, we want to sign here together, no matter what your misgivings about either of those players, you would not say no. There is no, no. GM in the league with the balls, not even Popovich, that would turn down those two players in free agency if you had yeah. the room to do it. And once you do that, then, you know, you've got to ride the lightning and just do the yeah. best you can. So, Yeah, this, um, it was the same for Griff when he had that in those LeBron years. When he was constantly trying to scramble together teams at the trade deadline that would that would compete under LeBron during the years they were going up against the the Warriors in particular, uh, but it's yeah I, yeah I feel bad for Patty Mills, I feel bad for Ben Simmons for yeah. diff- for different reasons because he's it's not going it's not going well I, it really isn't, but I don't I don't feel bad for Brooklyn and their fan, um I don't feel uh, and I certainly don't feel bad for KD because Mina you know pick, pick, don't don't dunk on poor Mina Kimes like that. Yes, uh, she's she's fairly plastic. If, if there was a Seattle team, I'm sure she'd be backing that instead. But yeah, I I certainly don't feel bad for KD because he just needs to pick better friends. Look, let's leave the Nets. Is is there any trade that you would actually like to see? Like something fun that would like create a bit of chaos and and add a bit of interest to the rest of the season? Like the Nuggets feel like they're one player away from being just a, a, a like I feel like they need. An Igadala type, you know, just someone that's a little bit older that's not necessarily going to play 30 minutes but can just give you a really steady, calming, solid influence when shit starts to go bad in, you know, a a key game three of a final series. Though, Jokic is. Well, I tell you who it's not. It's not fucking Austin Rivers. Um, The weird thing about the. (laughs) But we better not talk bad about him. You won't let us into Orlando anymore. Uh, the, the weird thing about the Nuggets is that they had, they played against the Bucks and they lost. Fine. Mm. Um, and there's an awful lot of negativity about the Nuggets after that. There was a lot of sort of people saying, no, yeah, no, they're, no. They're, you mean the six, the Sixers game when they, when they lost. Oh, yeah, the, the Sixers, yeah. yeah. They, down they the, also yeah, lost down the stretch, but yeah. yeah. But after the, yeah, after Embiid, oh, the disrespect, I've been disrespected. Fuck, he's yeah, tedious. But d- d- didn't, didn't it just feel like that game meant a lot more to him? Like, I watched the highlights of that. And- of course it did, because he's constantly banging on. It's constantly banging on about how yeah. nobody how he's being disrespected. And the reality is, if you look at the, at the mm. rankings, the media aren't disrespecting him. The other players aren't re- disrespecting him. The fans hate him because he's a punishing flog. Mm. He's just a fucking wrestling villain who moans about being disrespected and has a glass jaw and picks on people. So he's, he's a fucking it's really narrative. People just can't fucking stand him. And that's on him. I just, out of all the good teams in the league at the moment, they're the ones that I distrust in the finals the most. Like, I've got more faith in in the bloody Warriors that uh, five and five in their last ten, lost the last two, just can't keep, seem to get their shit together. Oh, like seven and a million on the road. But, but as soon as they click into the finals, I just feel like they're going to shed a couple of players – you know, they'll tighten their rotation up. I'd like, I don't actually think they'll win the championship, but I think I wouldn't be surprised if they go a lot further in the, into the finals than the 76ers. Yeah. You could, you um, could certainly see them being beaten in six in the conference finals. Whereas the 76ers have James Harden, Joel Embiid, and Doc Rivers. And I wouldn't trust mm-hmm. any one of those three individually, let alone collectively. The, the funny thing is, is we all sort of were like, oh man, the East is so much stronger this year. And now it feels like the only – you just don't want to be fourth because four versus five is going to be a bloodbath and every other first round is going to be a cakewalk. Um, you know, I know, that, I know the heat of the heat and whatever, 
But I just don't think that they've got the depth to be able to beat either of the top four teams. I don't think the Heat are the Heat, to be honest. I don't really know what to make of the Heat, but they're not good. Um, But, like, you know, the Knicks, the Hawks, the Wizards, the Bulls, none of those teams are going to really worry you in the first round. You know, that's going to be a cake. Well, the, 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 the ceiling of the Hawks is probably reasonably high. And the floor of the Knicks is reasonably high. So they can all mm. do something, but they're not they're not gonna bother the Celtics if they, unless unless they have an injury. They're not gonna bother the, the Bucks. They're not the Sixers we could uh, well all the Nets. Um yeah. basically what we want to see is the Sixers and the Nets play in that four five, so one of them definitely doesn't make it through. Yeah. But for that we need we need the Cavs to keep to keep yeah, keep up their end. Whereas the West is full of teams that could like, you know, would you want to face the Suns or the or the Pelicans at full strength, or the Lakers if they traded for Kyrie and had all three of those guys in the yeah, first round. You're just describing an even more mediocre. But describing an even more mediocre series of teams. I mean, the, the Suns are horrible. The the Lakers will never get Quietly it together. Seven and three. The Suns are ho- seven and three in their last ten. The Suns. Yeah, and what were they in the ten before that? They were the worst team in the history of the world. Those pills yeah, you're the, talking about have yeah, replaced the, 10 the Suns that. as the worst team in the history of the world. They have yeah. the company, the worst offense, and they've well, lost their last 10. Guess how many? Yeah, in their last 10 games, they are not going very well because they 10. are 0-10. No. That tends but, to make you the worst. They're, they're a, a little bit top-heavy. You know, like they're, they're a bunch of grinders, like really good grinders that get around two stars, right? And they need one of those stars to be firing for them to go. And Ingram's just coming back, working his way back from injury, and Zion's been out, so- yeah. But there's a, but there's that's a lot of that in the West it. at the moment. The the Grizzlies yes, have been that's right. pretty horrible in the last in their last ten. And Dylan yeah. Brooks needs to stop punching people in the nuts. He's he's just a fucking Aldi Draymond Green at this stage. Yeah. The Clippers have been winning a few more games. But games not but convincingly. I wouldn't fucking trust him. And there was some talk no. about Kyrie going there just because Ty Lue might be the only person who could get through to him. I don't, wouldn't wish that on Ty Lue. Mm. I mean, the, the number one team on offense in the entire fucking NBA at the moment is um, is the Trailblazers. Uh, that's entirely based on on um, yeah. Dame just Dame going absolutely stupid. And, of course, they have the second worst defense, which means they've essentially made no fucking difference at all to their lives. That they need to trade. I know they love Simons, but they need to get like a six foot eight shooting guard. <laughs> they need someone tall. There's been talk about, you know, sending Simons and Nurkic off and getting something back. I think the problem is that they're so philosophically wedded to the idea of Dame and another short offense first yeah. guard. I mean, all they did when they got rid of CJ was just replace him with junior CJ. And CJ was just replacement for, basically replaced Wes Matthews, who was the, the first version of that. So, yeah. I don't. What about yeah. what about Levine? Like, I, I still think the Bulls should pull the pin. Like I just can't see that side ever being uh, uh, more than seventh in the in the East. Where, where would you? Where would weirdly best defense in the last ten games? Very strange. B- best defensive rating. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. And you're right. They should they should pull the pin. And you know, DeRozan was one of the dudes who was being sort of quietly shopped in fake trades. Like look, Levine to the Knicks would be interesting, right? Like he could, because he is the sort of. Um, player that loves that Madison Square Garden bump, you know. He he mm. he does play better under the, you know, the the big games and the big lights. Uh it's a very nixy thing to do to trade for a superstar that might play 20 games a year. I don't know who who pointed out. I don't know how keen Levine would be to go back to being under Tibbs having done that once before. No, I think his his knees would never recover from it. Yeah. I just 
I don't know. There's there's no there's no trade out there that like of all you know because you and I listen to roughly the same podcast. There's, there's nothing out there that sort of feels like it's going to really tip the the scales. Oh, the, the only one that well, that's because the teams is, that are looking to trade are, are the teams in the middle of those morasses. Those yeah, you know, the teams in the middle of the the, the kind of the lower parts of the seedings in the east or the west. And uh, there is no trade amongst any of those that that bring them up to the level of the best teams. They're not, they're not beating Boston or. Or the Bucks, or except oh. except for the Warriors. If the Warriors, if the Warriors fuck off the two timelines thing and trade Wiseman and Moody for a good solid piece, Bob Myers, final fuck you to the Lakers. <laughs> saying, well, if you're not gonna you're not gonna pay me, I'm just gonna fuck up your future by going all in for this year. You know, I know he doesn't shoot much, but Caruso for one of those guys, like just a a solid perfect like. Caruso would feast. Caruso's the guy that the, the Lakers need, ironically enough, and they yeah. should have just matched when he when he went to the, and I think I think they know it too. Well, that that's another interesting one is Levine and you know, Levine and something to, to the Lakers to because they get another star under contract for a while because are the Lakers really a free agency destination anymore? Um, oh, they got Pat Pitt. Oh, like I know they go. Oh, there they go. Oh, we got LeBron. It's like no, LeBron got you. <laughs> yeah, no, you the know. city of LA got LeBron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's, I don't it's know. Not the, uh, I don't know. They might be able to pull off some interesting shit, but we're going to find out by this time next week. That's for sure. It sounds like the the, the one thing with the Nuggets is it sounds like Bones is um, Bones hadn't. Because uh, Murray said something to I don't know if it was to a reporter. He put it on Twitter, but it was essentially like. Don't expect the role if don't expect the role and the props if you're not going to put the work in. So it sounds like you know he might be a little bit. I deserve the reps, and they're like, yeah, but you're not doing the work behind the scenes. Um, yeah, there's just something a little bit off there. He should be on the Lakers. And man, if they had one, if they had one really reliable guy off the bench, they'd be they'd be golden because their starting unit is fucking yeah. really good. It has been odd how the top of the West had looked a little bit more fragile in the last in the last week or so. There was, yeah, Nuggets are seven and three, Kings are six and four, Clippers are six and Sacramento four. Sacramento is still are still third, and they have not had a particularly good week. They're six and four. No, uh, well, mind you, they went on. No, that, they're the one. They're the other one. Like them and um, Cleveland. It's like I'd like the, this if, to continue, but could, I'm not sure I trust it. Yeah, if that, yeah, if they, but if they could nail one trade. Right, if they could just upgrade, you know, their seventh guy, or you know, there's been a lot of talk of Harrison Barnes because you know Harrison Barnes just hasn't been shooting that well. You know, good on defense, Barnes, very good on defense. Yeah, and that, and they reckon he's the like he is the guy that's holding their locker locker room together and yeah, keeping them on the yeah. straight and narrow. So, so I, I, I don't just, think like Brown's. Uh, he's, he's almost like a a Udonis Haslam. You can actually play. So I don't think Mike mm. Brown would want to trade him under any circumstances. You'd almost have to trade other things for someone that would push him back to the bench. You know, a player good enough to m- make him not a starter in a way that he would be happy with. You know, it's like, oh well, yeah, that guy's actually better than me. Let's, I- I'm happy to be, you know, run the second unit sort of thing. I but- don't think they <sighs> they should do anything, Sacramento. I think they should be entirely no. happy with the way things are going. And even if they fall down to like the fifth. And they get beaten in a four or five by the Clippers or something. This is all positive, and the growth will be in the development of their young players. Their their yeah. um, young Mitchell, the uh, Davion. Davion, yeah. 
yeah, Davion Fox continued growth. It's a bonus. Their 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 upside will come through that. Um, who's their first round pick? Oh, fuck. oh it's not Shane Sharp. Um, no, what it's not Scotty Barnes. Keegan Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'll be development. It'll be development like that. It won't be because they don't have a lot of veterans to trade. I mean, they got Malik Monk and. Kevin Herter, but you, that, those are really important depth players. They don't, they don't, what are you going to trade them for and get you know more or better back again? Waste of time. I, th- I think that they should be entirely happy with where they are and what they're doing. <laughs> I, I just want to flip to, um, I don't know if you saw this story, um, how South Africa axed their um, captain over. Yes, the extremely organised and sensible and well-structured group that is Cricket South Africa decided that the, the major selection trial they were going to have for the T20 World Cup was whether you could whether you could do like a high school cross-country run in a minimum amount of time because that's what's important. We, I remember, we. Uh, fitness is br- important and standards are important. It, yada, it, yada 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 yada. It is. It is. It definitely. Absolutely. Like I'm not. I'm not. I'm yeah. definitely not going to shit all over fitness tests, but. Um, it's not that important. A, a, mate of, a mate of mine and I coached the Brisbane Men's Open side once and the board put in a whole heap of of rules that you had to pass to be able to play. And it's just like, it, it just comes back and bites you on the ass, right? It just absolutely always comes back and bites you on the ass in a way you don't expect. It's like, make it a prerequisite with conditions that, you know, that you can find a way around with other things like that encourage her to do more fitness before the T20 World Cup like find a way but you can't you can't bin a T20 cricket player for not being able to run fast that's just insane like you know I can run I can definitely do that time trial I couldn't hit the ball off the fucking square like it's sort of important that you are testing for the actual key skills you know, Particularly like, if it's like, your senior players, it's, it certainly feels like it's got nothing to do with the running ability and everything to do with the. We need to move this person on. We need to get this person out of the squad because you would. There's no way on earth you would allow that to happen to a player that you wanted to retain. Uh, um, yeah, unless she was basically like, you know, because I was just reading an article before. Unless you're like, you know, this is the fourth time we run this with you, dude. You've missed it by 20 seconds. We've given you a fitness program. We've sent players around to, you know, go for runs with you. Um, we've made a, a cross-commitment that if you improve your time by five seconds from the, you know, like, it, it is it something where they've been working with her to try and get her a little bit fitter for the World Cup and she's basically like, no, I'm going to eat pies and, you know, net once a week and, and if you don't like it, you can fuck off. Could you imagine them doing this to Arjuna Ranatunga in the nineties? <laughs> well, like I always talk about that book, The Cricket War, and and they had that world side, and it was like Greg and some of the West Indies players and Barry Richards from South Africa, and um, you know, like a whole bunch of disparate people with different methods and and no real coach. Like basically, mm. Greg was the team manager, captain, organiser, and it was like- And he, he was a bit of a fitness freak too. He, you know, made people go and do stuff. I remember reading yeah. some of the sort of Dougie Walters anecdote books from their side where they were, you know, supposed to have to go yeah. for a run and they'd just go, go off and hide to cemetery and smoke durries. Yeah, and so one, one of the South Africans was like, you know, 
in the preseason, I fucking run up hills with sandbags on my back. And and one of the batsmen's like, when you can hit the fucking ball as hard as I can, come and talk to me about running sandbags. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was essentially like, and that's that's been a thing in cricket for ages, right? Is that coaching in cricket is really hard because it's hard when it's such a mental game and such um, not a one size fit all. Like, no sport is one-size-fit-all, right? There's always different methods of doing things for different players, no matter what the sport. But, you know, some sports lend themselves to training in a similar way most of the time. But cricket's one of those ones where you can't tell someone, you know, you take guard and you stand exactly the same way because it just doesn't work, right? You have your Steve Smiths and then you have your Steve Wars, you know? It's It's a series of individual contests. It's, a, it's an individual sport played in a team context. So, but yeah. you're having. I'm sure we've seen this sort of thing before. But it is it is always amazing when when you know some fucking genius decides to be you know implement some kind of national you know curriculum style national standards and it 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 makes the team less likely to fucking win anything. Um, shouts to participation mm. prerequisites. Shouts to abs and, and format for that matter. Uh, anyway, I just thought I'd bring that one up because it just yeah, it just was- baffled me. It just yeah. really did. It's just just um, you know, shooting yeah, your foot, and, and that's another point. Shooting your feet off for just to, just just to fucking make a point. Like what what's the longest you would run in in a cricket game? Like in an effort, eighty meters, twenty two yards. <laughs> like like no no like eighty meters like twenty two yards, and you would turn around and you'd run back the other twenty two yards. Oh like but maybe. You know, someone hits the ball off, you know, past you at point and you've got to chase, you know, try and chase the ball to the boundary. Or like you said, if a three or run, you know. You're the captain. You, you are not putting yourself in a place where you have to yeah, run to the fucking boundary. You're fielding it first slip. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, your point is you're going to be or, running or run ma- a maybe 100 so, metres in, in, in return, maybe. Yeah, so so maybe you've got to run a three in a certain time. But 2K, like, you, Nick, it's just not a cricket test. It's just a weird – it's no. so weird. No, you're much better off just doing sprints, sprints and recovery. Yeah, yeah I was, was or, reading a couple of tweets. Or middle t- distance running for, for the focus because you need you need long, long-term long focus. But the, the best way to practice long-term focus at the crease is to bat a really long time at the crease. It's not for going middle distance running. Yeah, and, and the fact that it's at home – like why? Like why are you creating drama? Like her wife is still in the side, right? What the fuck are you guys doing? It just seems it. It's just like you know they're going to go out and the, they're not going to make the second round, right? No. And this will absolutely be why because I don't know. Like again, if she was if if she was keeping a gun, eighteen year old. But from what I understand of, of like you know, someone said players with. With fifteen hundred runs and fifty wickets in women's South African cricketers with fifteen hundred runs and fifty wickets in women's T twenties, Dane v- v- Nickirk. That's it. <laughs> She's yeah. the only one. She yeah. she is literally their best, best, most experienced, settled player on the field, and they're yeah. just like, eh, and the no. fact that they're not willing to make a change for it just tells you that it's political. Yeah, because yeah, it's- yeah. Because she's, I mean, she's played for plenty of, of BBL and and you know equivalent. You know, franchise level uh, teams in other parts of the world. Oddly enough, they didn't seem to have a problem with her preseason training. Yeah. I think, yeah. Anyway, all right, Doc. Well, neither of us managed to get traded during this podcast, so no, I failed the fitness test. 
<laughs> yeah, you, you you filed the two K, and I'm going to go off after this podcast and say it was it was all uh, media lies. I never asked to be traded to uh, yeah. at the drive through pod. Yeah, and also you're refusing to get vaccinated. <laughs> you're reposting John Stockton shit takes a bit. Yeah, fucking Jesus Christ. Uh, all right, Doc. Good to chat to you. Cheers, man. See ya. This is the far, far, far. Tessa, 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 Tessa. Patient, patient, patient. Prerequisite. This is a far, far, far. Tessa, 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 Tessa. Patient, patient, patient. Prerequisite. I don't know whether I want to hear you in one ear for all the for the whole night. <laughs> it has to be at least one. God damn, having to use actual Twitter is rancid. Why do you have to use actual Twitter? Like oh, on your phone, Twitter. Yeah, like Twitter the app or Twitter the website, rather than. Well, you don't, don't ever use Twitter, um, Twitter the website. You always use TweetDeck because that way you don't get the ads. No, TweetDeck get- doesn't work anymore. Yeah, it does. TweetDeck is TweetDeck still working for you? TweetDeck. The website works. TweetDeck, the, the app, ah. got deprecated a while ago. But TweetDeck.Twitter.com, that works fine. Right. And they have no I intention of, of destroying that. Because that that's for, well, they didn't want to keep updating the, the app, but the website works fine. Interesting. Because, to, yeah, all the, all the Twitter apps are dead. dead, dead yeah, because you were on TweetBot, weren't you? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I, I, I had TweetBot and Twitterific and a whole heap of them. Yep. That I'd bought over the years, but yeah, yes, all been rendered useless. I mean, I don't have such a problem with the Twitter app itself because I don't tend to use it that much, and I can easily tell that if I'm looking at the, at the for you column by mistake because it has all of my regular tweets in a different order. It doesn't have any. I don't seem to be getting any of these promoted Nazis or anything like that. Maybe because I've already. Oh no, it. it's just not that. It's like. You know, all ads and just the, the yeah. UI is terrible. And, you know, I'm used it's, to- It's a piece it's like, of shit. It's, it's almost like going and staying in like a really shitty caravan park for a couple of weeks. And it's like, well, you can put up with it, but it's not how I'd like to live. <laughs> no. I can't believe people live like this. You fucking povo cunts. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. That got classist.